thong. Yes. So did you pick up the the one big thing in this episode? I don't think so. Okay. What's the entire episode about? The entire episode is about... Well, is it about Groats? It's about Groats. Now, when does Groats come back in Curb? Groats... Exactly. Okay, so Groats doesn't come back until season eight. Uh, No, that could not be farther from the truth. When is the next time that Groats comes back? Season seven, episode nine. Two whole episodes away from season eight. (laughs) Cream (laughs) thinks he is Groats, and Leon has to do proceeding the shit out of him. You know, I meant to go and look up, because I know Grotza comes back again, but I meant to go and look up when it comes back. I, I thought perhaps it came back one more time before that. Well, there's a chance it does, um, but I know it comes back again, and I rewatched that one scene to make sure the disease was groped when uh, Leon goes in his Duperstein and talks about a bar mitzvah every 13 years. Yeah, and the hat, the Grotz hat. The, the Grotz hat. That's and how you get over the Grotz. <laughs> um, okay, so, so we start off in uh, the therapist's office. I thought it was a little weird that the therapist, like, gave him a full hug when he left. Yeah, that was a little weird. And, and I think Larry felt like it was a little weird, too. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't really make anything of it. Yeah. And, and then in the bathroom, when Larry starts talking, the therapist just, like, stone-colds him and, and leaves. Like, there was no... They didn't make anything of it, but that seemed a little weird, too. This episode had a lot of just, like, odd things that happened, and they didn't make a lot out of it. It was kind of strange in that regard. Curb does such a good job of tying all the plots together, and this one just didn't hit it. Um, no, it, you're, you're right, it didn't. Um, so, so my next note was then Rob Reiner works up growth, Stu Pursuing just talked about. Uh, I thought Rob Reiner was pretty good in this episode, actually. I think Rob Reiner, Rob Reiner was unsurprisingly good. I like the idea, just thinking that Rob Reiner, Larry David, and Richard Lewis all go to the same therapist. Yeah, exactly. And their like, appointments are all next to each other. Yeah, yeah. They're like, this guy only, only does famous comedians. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's his niche. He, yeah. He's got that down. The he's, he's good at it. That's been established. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's building according to Lewis. Uh, so this is like, when they go to the beach... I don't know if I'm skipping ahead here. No, no, no. My, my next thing is is the clothes Larry's wearing at the beach. Are khakis and a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, like a Nike Air sweatshirt. A Nike Air sweatshirt and khakis and sneakers. Uh, I love that Larry has absolutely no idea what to do to go to the beach. No. Like, what do you bring to the beach? Do you bring a radio? Do you bring sunblock? Like, he has what what do you need? What do you do? Absolutely no idea. It's perfect, Larry. Yeah. Uh so, like, Cheryl gets out of the car and she keeps saying, like, oh, this is such a great beach day. I don't know about you, but that looked like a terrible beach day. It, uh, it was cloudy. It was, was windy. It? I did not even pay attention to that. I'm not really a weatherman myself. Not, not a good beach day. Okay. Not a good beach day. No. And I think we have another example in the beach scene uh, where they're dubbing in lines that weren't delivered well. Kiss the therapist goodbye. Now, all, the only question is, do I tell Richard Lewis? Uh, his head is down. He's facing the beach. Shell. It doesn't even look like he's saying something. Oh, so you think that whole part is just dubbed in? Yeah, I think they actually... Uh, I think they probably forgot that they needed to do some sort of, like... Segway. Segway. Into... In fact, there's no reason why... Why you would even, like... You would think that Richard Lewis has anything to do with this at this point. Right. You wouldn't, actually, at all. And then they just show up to his house. Without that bridging line, which actually isn't very good, the episode doesn't really work. Okay, I, I didn't notice that, uh, nor did I put too much thought into that bridge line, but you're right, it wouldn't make that much sense if the next scene is just him in his house. Mm-hmm. That said, I, I thought that was a pr- the next scene was a pretty good Larry Richard scene, 
again. Um, Richard Lewis is on his 28th therapist, <laughs> and he starts to list all of his problems, as always, which start with, I was born in Brooklyn. I didn't know that was a commonly acknowledged problem, that, oh, you're born in Brooklyn. Like, you have to go to a therapist for that. Can be. Uh, apparently so. And it's, it's even great when, like, you, this scene starts with Larry, like, finishing. So he's like, I, I just wanted to tell you, to do my part to tell you. Now you know, like, take the information as you wish. Like, obviously to real people, like, this isn't worth leaving a therapist for. Like, this isn't like Larry witnessed a guy, like, kill someone and felt like he had to tell Richard. I, I like that Larry and Richard Lewis take it exactly the same way. The exact same way. And then Larry even says, like, you should be thanking me. Yeah, and, and Richard Lewis is in agreement almost immediately. Yeah, no, no, they're, they're both first reactions. Their only reactions are they have to leave. Like, there's no second way around this now. Yeah. So I didn't really have many notes until the lunch scene. Well, I think the lunch scene was the next scene, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's probably why. <laughs> um, so, so I thought, and I, I've talked about this a little on, on earlier shows, but I thought the whole lunch scene was a great example of what I'm going to call a cringe curb, where... If we'd been watching the show for the first time, you'd be cringing that entire time that Larry monologue. Yep. I, and we're just too desensitized to it now, and it didn't really hit me as this being that bad, especially considering the stuff it is later on. But, like, that's awful the first time you see it. Like, awful in a good way. I, you didn't cringe at all? I, I, no, I don't think anything Larry does can make me cringe anymore. I guess him playing the salt and pepper shakers... And him talking about Groats being named after Dick Groats, the, the, the pirate shortstop who couldn't field. It was, it was funny, yeah, but not, not as much as I, I would have, I think, if I saw it for the first time. The salt and pepper shakers one made me cringe a little bit. <laughs> and then when, he's, uh, when the guy starts bringing up Groats, and Larry's like, I never really heard of it. Uh, what does it do to you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were good lines in there. Yeah, Larry's doing an awful job here. Uh, I like when he's talking about donating organs. He says, uh, got good spleen. Excellent spleen. Yep. Larry's very enthusiastic about donating his organs in this episode. He wants to give anything he can. Time, money, organs. He's, he's willing to give it all to Groats. It's proved, proven later when Lewis needs a kidney. That's true, actually. He is willing to give up organs. Although not voluntarily at all. Not, not nearly as voluntarily as he does in this episode. And, you know, maybe if he had put more work into helping Groats now, like the whole season seven mini, 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 mini arc with Kramer never would have happened. Maybe it's karma. <laughs> the mini arc? It's like uh, a ten-minute arc. Uh, yeah, I, re I realized arc was the wrong word as I started. That's why I added about four more minis in. Yeah. It's not even an arc. It's not even a ten-minute arc. There's, like, it's mentioned, and then there's a two-minute scene with Leon. Yeah. But we're, we're skipping ahead six seasons there. So um, the launch scene was good. Lunch scene is good. I like when the next scene when Larry's back at the office. Um, he has that. I, I like the conversation he has with Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner claims that he has to be Groats active. Oh yeah, that whole thing. That that see that was good by Rob Reiner. Like that's that was a good job. Like, like you can tell he's mocking. Not yeah. He he's mocking like every type of like someone like like activists for diseases, like they all say the same thing. Like, it's not about the money. It's about like the awareness. Like, first of all, it's really about the money. Like th those people, like any charity or anything, like it is about the money, but it, it was, no, it was good. Yeah. And seriously, what is, what is $4,000 between two absolute millionaires? Yeah. I mean, Larry even said he'd rather give him the money than, um, 
then actually have to MC this charity thing. Yeah. And Rob Reiner, Rob Reiner's probably wealthier than Larry David. I don't know. I mean, I don't know Rob Reiner's history that well, but yeah. Pretty much every comedy movie you've ever seen has had okay. any, any classic comedy movie. Is... No, and I, I mean, clearly, like, you don't want to take money away from a charity, but in the big grand thing of it, like, yeah, $4,000 is not going to cure groats. That, that, that's not the missing $4,000 to the problem. Yeah. So then we go to Larry's second visit in this episode. Yep. And I really like the contrast between his first visit, he's like slumped in the couch, he doesn't want to be there, and his second visit where he is ready, he's got an agenda, he's, he's ready to act. He's shining. Yeah. He's Larry uh, better than ever. Yeah, he's feeling better than ever. Um, so my next note is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember when it happened. Was it that scene? It was that scene. Yeah. I knew it must have been where the doctor asked my I feel. think that's the second time we, we hear that. Yes. Well, I, but I knew it wasn't the first, but then I couldn't remember when it was the first. I think it was season one sometime, right? It is. I, I would have to do some searching. It's in my really? notes somewhere. Yeah. So that's the second time we hear that. Uh, I also liked how when uh, the doctor brings up Jason Alexander, Larry gets very angry again. The doctor <laughs> called found that. said, well, if you bring up the Holocaust, when we get sad. So he literally just compared... Jason Alexander not driving to his office to the Holocaust. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant comparison. Very, very apt. Very culturally sensitive. Very, very well done by Larry David. Um, and then when he leaves the office and Richard Lewis is out there because, of course, they all have back-to-back -back appointments. <laughs> as soon as the door closes, he's on to us. He knows about the thong. Like... I love that, like, Larry and Richard's whole... And, like, again, like, before when Larry tells him about the thong and Richard's right on board with him, like, Richard is the same reaction, like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We're caught. We're in trouble. Like, well, what trouble are you in? Like, you could both go in together and say, look, we don't like you wearing a thong. We're out. Like, nothing happens. Yeah, I know. Larry and Richard Lewis in the scene are, like, two kids who just got, like, caught and they're in their, like, clubhouse in yeah, Brooklyn. exactly. Like... They, they're, they're like 13, they're like, not even 13 year olds, they're like 8 year olds who just got caught, like, you know, lighting fire to something. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, what do we do? We're gonna get in so much trouble. You took my excuse! How did you take my excuse? Like, <laughs> we didn't even talk about excuses. Yeah. And then Richard goes in and you hear him say, like, Doc, I've never been better in my entire life. Like, oh, but I think you missed the best part of the scene is that as soon as the door opens, they just yeah. change the tone of their conversation. Oh, this fabric! Where'd you get this? How'd you get this stain out? Yeah. What's that book you told me about? Battlestar Galactica? You have no idea what you're talking about. Larry and Rob did the same thing. I mean, it's the second time that, like, the door opens, the therapist steps out, and they, like, stop their conversation instantly. Yep. It was good. I mean, my final note was actually, didn't Larry do the right thing at the end of that uh, talent show by stopping the girl? Yeah, I, I I wrote that this ending was weird. Uh, one was, one note about the ending. Great episode, all start to finish. I don't think. No, one note about the ending is that the the man backstage with Larry next to him is Robert Weed, the the executive producer of Curb. Oh, how'd you know what he looks like? I, some IMDb research. Not bad. Uh, which so, is interesting because I don't think he's in any other episodes. Curb. Right. Well, he's the executive producer of Curb and the Groats Talent Show, I guess. Correct. Uh, yeah, but it's a weird ending. I, I don't. I don't really know. Like, yeah, Larry did kind of the right thing, but it backfired on him. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it did tie in the whole Groats thing. I. Oh, I don't know. You want to? 
No, I didn't. I don't like it. So I didn't hate it. I mean, I think it's pretty average. Maybe a little below average. Bad plot. Better inter- interpersonal conversations. 